Wisdom Worth Knowing podcast. Thank you for joining us today. It is February 14th, and the subject picked out by the community today is you got to train your mind to be stronger than your emotions or else you'll lose yourself every time. Very cool one. So before we get into that, of course, we're going to do the discussion time after that's done, and then uh, we'll move on to our devotional time. So let's take a look at... uh, our Amazon ad spot before we get going. If you're like me, you love reading or just the idea of reading, but don't have time because you have a spouse, kids, full-time job, crazy time-consuming hobbies. I do have good news for you though. With Audible, listening is the new reading. Now you can pop in your earbuds and play that next exciting adventure or expand your knowledge right from your Android or Apple device and now, for a limited time, you can get your first audiobook completely free. Just visit audible.wisdomworthknowing.org right now and take advantage of a free 30-day trial. More than enough time to actually finish that first book. If you are dissatisfied for any reason, even if you finish the book, you can cancel any time. I don't think you'll be dissatisfied. I love audiobooks. Uh, they've uh, changed my life in a lot of ways. So let's go ahead and move into the uh, discussion time here. Not the discussion time, I'm sorry, the main topic of today. The discussion time actually comes next. So if you comment during the live stream, um, in a little bit we'll come up to it and we'll actually discuss all of your comments on on the show. So you got to train your mind to be stronger than your emotions or else you'll lose yourself every time. So this is this is something we've kind of alluded to on the first few episodes of the show. Uh the importance of self-awareness and the significance of moving to the point of being able to deal with our emotions. We specifically talked about anxiety, but I, I think I think you guys were right about making this one super popular because this one's like a generalized commentary on you got to train your mind to be stronger than your emotions, like whether that emotion is anxiety, anger, um fear well we already did fear anxiety anger what else we got i know fear and anger are big ones uh even love actually that's a good one lust um greed i guess could be an emotion jealousy that's a good one so training our minds to be stronger than these emotions is Essential or else we'll lose ourselves to those specific emotions every time. So, for example, before something becomes a problem for us, or at least in my experience, before something becomes a problem for me, it usually starts in my mind. So, actually, even before my mind starts, it's like my emotions tend to come first. Let's say something happens that makes me angry. A lot of times, the anger... And it really kind of depends on when I catch myself. The anger doesn't actually kick in until either I think of something that makes me angry or sometimes I actually get angry and then I think of something. So there's there's like two types of responses you can have to a situation sometimes. Sometimes the unhealthy emotions are so deep that I actually unconsciously reply to them immediately like even before i have time to think you know a lot of people will call those like triggers right where you have something where something happens and even before you think about it 
you respond in anger or in jealousy or in in fear or anxiety. And it's extremely important, we've talked about in previous episodes, and, and I think it's extremely important in general to be able to identify these things, you know, when they happen and sometimes before they happen. But I think the first part of this, the train your mind to be stronger than your emotions, before you can actually train your mind, you have to like become aware of the things that actually trigger those emotions. And that can be a process. It's a very tough process of just identifying the things that kind of trigger you. And everybody's got their own, right? Like what might be a trigger for somebody might not even be remotely on the radar for others. You know, what might make you jealous or angry or fearful, lustful, jealous, like we already did jealous, but whatever, whatever it might be, it's just going to be different for everybody. And then certain things just kind of trigger those anxieties and, and, it could be the result of a, a childhood fear, something that just happened to you growing up. It could be something that kind of dug itself in when you were really young. Maybe you saw a TV show or a movie that kind of <laughs> kind of installed that fear in there. But the point is, is, is when you do kind of start paying attention to your emotional responses to things, you can literally start sitting down and writing them down. Uh, and remember, failure is a big part of this, is, is acknowledging Acknowledging that you're a human being and and emotional responses are not unhealthy. You know, like there's a reason we respond emotionally to things. And there's a reason each one of us kind of responds to emotionally to specific things. And we may not fully understand the reason for that a lot of the time. But in order to manage it and and kind of follow through with what this post says, we do need to identify it. So just identifying something... It kind of goes back to what what I've said before is is awareness brings change. So being aware of something as a trigger or as an anxiety will start to help you kind of move in the direction. But sometimes awareness alone is not enough. Like if we're aware that we have a problem, it's some, sometimes I, I think awareness will help kind of move us in that direction. But there's a little extra work we can put in on 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 this, and I think that's where the training comes in. You got to train your mind. So if we can sit down and identify the things we need to work on, then we can move on to that next part of actually training ourselves to to learn to deal with them. Training, in my opinion, is like a lifelong process. And 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 remember, like even if you're training, let's say physically for exercise, you don't necessarily wake up one morning and you're fit, and you're in good shape. Actually, if you are, tell me your secret. That's not how it usually works. When you're training for something, generally you start super weak at it. And then you practice over time and then you build up the strength and you become strong in that specific area you're training in. And so the necessity of identifying where you're weak first is important. And then you can begin to train in that area. Now, how do you train in areas you're weak emotionally? There's a lot of ways you can do it. If, if it's a debilitating issue for you, it may be best to talk to a professional, just like you would go to a professional trainer if you physically needed to get strong in an area really quick. You would actually pay somebody who is a an expert in, it could be behavioral therapy in this case. If it's in training, obviously you're paying somebody who's an expert in physical training. 
But this is what therapists and psychologists do, right? That, that's the job of a therapist is, is they, they're supposed to train you with the emotional tools to become emotionally strong. And so if you find yourself emotionally weak in a lot of areas, and, and it, it, that's nothing, there's nothing wrong with you. It's just you never were given the tools to, to handle and deal with your emotions. It may be conducive to go speak to a therapist. And, and you can find therapists pretty economically. Psycholo- psychologists, not so much. Therapists are, are relatively economical. Um, and so th- these are people you can talk to and they can start kind of give you feedback on, hey, here's some, here's some tools you can start using to deal with these things you're writing out. And, and then, they, then you can begin to implement and enforce those, those tools for training. Now, if, if it's not something that's debilitating for you, there's a lot of other ways you can train. Uh, I'm a huge fan of books. You find somebody who specifically is dealing with whatever issue you have a weakness in. So you've identified something you, you have a weakness in. And then you, you literally can go to Amazon and you can see, you can find books and audiobooks that are reflective of that specific circumstance or emotional weakness. I mean, there's books on addiction. There's, there's books on jealousy. There's books on anger. There's books on anxiety. There's books on all these emotions. And a lot of times you can find people who've mastered these specific emotional areas that that you're struggling with and just kind of crawling into their heads. I like to use that phrase, like crawling into the heads of people who have mastered these skills that we, we just don't have is like sometimes the best thing you can do. Podcasts are a really good way for that too. You can listen to somebody who does a podcast who who's become very proficient in that area. Like there's a lot of positive podcasters out there you can listen to. Um, I don't want to say specific ones because it just kind of depends on what you what you're dealing with. But just kind of having that daily reinforcement because um, there's going to be certain people that just match up with your your disposition, your personality type. Having that that positive reinforcement that kind of helps you keep your mind in the right place to cultivate that growth. Is extremely beneficial. If you're finding that there's certain things in your life that are triggering this, cutting those things out and pruning them, maybe not permanently, but at least temporarily until you learn to deal with with those emotions, um, is is a good thing. Let's say you watch certain shows that trigger your anxiety or your fear or your jealousy or your discontent or your lack of peace. It could be the news, for example. That'd be a good one. I'm not saying you permanently cut these things out, but Unless, unless you find that that's necessary, but at least until you can learn to reconcile and deal with the emotional variety that you lose yourself in, it may be a good idea to prune some things out. So we've done books, uh, podcasts, audiobooks, therapy. Uh, those are all very, very great op- um, ways to, to learn and train to master. Uh, having a strong prayer life, of course, is, is a good one. Um, having a, an inner dialogue or a self-dialogue. Um, obviously I'm, I'm, I consider myself a Christian, so I speak with Christ directly, but you know, if, if you don't, if you're not a Christian, having an inner dialogue or an inner monologue or speaking to what you would consider your higher power at the, at whatever stage of life you're in, just having an inner dialogue or, or a conversation with yourself is ex- extremely beneficial. Uh, Jordan Peterson calls calls this self, self authoring where you're kind of writing out your own story. 
journaling, that kind of thing. Real, it, it's it's a really powerful tool of expression. It's actually part of the reason I started doing this podcast because it actually helps me reconcile my wide range of emotions, and 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 it is kind of a way of self journaling. You know, my thoughts on on things. And just getting stuff out there, even if it's just in the privacy of your own home in an empty room, um, or if it's in a book in which nobody's ever going to read because it's a journal. These are extremely valuable tools for reconciling and refining our emotions and understanding them. Just being able to articulate your emotions into words and then reading over it and kind of saying, you know what, I wasn't very clear on that. Maybe I need to rewrite it or reread it or re-say it. So that you have a, there's a lot of value in what we, what our inner dialogue is. So in other words, like if we can't properly communicate out loud what we are dealing with, then it's very difficult to deal with it in our head. So taking the time to articulate how we're feeling, what we're feeling, and understanding it is super important. And and again, it takes training. Like you don't just wake up one morning and you can communicate to yourself how you're feeling and why you're feeling it. And there's a lot of times we we can just not we just don't know yet. So there's a lot of things we just don't understand about ourselves and that's okay too. You know, if, again, remember this is a process that we all have to go through to kind of cultivate and understand more about ourselves so that we can we can train ourselves just like when if you do go and i like the gym analogy on this and i like the word training because just like if you go to the gym you're going to find out you have certain weaknesses and limitations physically i think that it's the same emotionally and and spiritually we just have certain limitations that we can come to acceptance on like for example, I've talked about on the show, I, I have a I have a limitation with anxiety. Like I've got all these emotional tools and I can get medicine and I can I can do therapy. But that is still, even with all the training, it's still something I am I have as a limitation, even though I've gotten stronger in it. Just like if you physically had a disability, there's just certain areas in which you're going to be weak regardless, or you're going to have weaknesses just like you'd have an achy joint or bad knees or something. You know, that there's going to be limits. And you do need to be careful how hard you push that specific area because of those limitations. So knowing your limitations is extremely important. So the second part of this is, of course, or you'll lose yourself every time. If we, if we don't learn to master our emotions, um, they will master us. There's just no doubt about it. And this has been true in my life, of course. Uh, and and it's, it's especially difficult when you're a kid because your emotions are so strong and so visceral that it's very, very difficult not to just fall into the emotions and just let them dominate your conversation, your dialogue, your, your external reaction to events. And that's okay because especially when you're, you're really young and, you know, in your early teens, you're going to be hormonal and you're going to have all this adrenaline and, and everything pumping into your system. It's going to be very, very difficult to manage all of this wide array of emotions that you have really no control over in a lot of ways initially. And I, and I guess I should go into that part as a secondary point on that, especially if you're, your kids and you're more susceptible to the hormonal aspect of things. 
Um, that that's just part of being a human being. It's like there's basic biology there that that's going to have to run its course. So if you're dealing with something that is emotionally, I'm trying to make sure I use the right word here, emotionally paralyzing or crippling or so overwhelming that you can't even think straight, which, which trust me, I understand. I, I've dealt with panic attacks, but but it doesn't have to just be anxiety. Um, sometimes you just have to let those emotions run their course. Accept the emotions for what they are. Try not to react based on the emotion and let those emotions run their course. If you struggle with anger, for example, and, and you really need to physically have an outlet for that anger, run. Punch a pillow. Uh, find a physical uh, outlet for it, you know, and, and just let those emotions run their course and sit down and think about it and write about it later, you know, after the emotions have passed. Um, or you... You know, sometimes even writing while you're angry might be good because writing is not something, unless it's on the internet, of course, <laughs> because writing um, may help you deal with those emotions too. Just writing, just write the nastiest, meanest thing you're thinking or feeling at that moment, just to kind of just get it out of your head. Um, that would be a good one too. Just, just don't do it on the internet. Don't do it to people. Take the time to, to kind of vent that or call a close friend who you know won't take offense to it. So it's, it's, it's. I just wanted to emphasize the importance of letting those emotions run their course, because if you don't let them run their course before you sit down to think about it, you may make decisions or judge yourself based on those emotions. And that's not, that's not always appropriate because there is a basic biology there. I know specifically with panic attacks, you have to let the adrenaline run its course and that can take minutes, hours, sometimes days, depending on how often you refuel the anxiety and refuel the adrenaline. But letting those emotions run their course before you you really address them is sometimes the best way to deal to do with it. So you find a different set of tools for dealing with the emotions when you're in it than than you do for actually training those emotions. I don't know if that makes sense. I hope that makes sense. So we are going to move into the discussion time now for today. Assuming there is actually something people want to discuss. I know the live stream is super early. It's 6 a.m. at the moment. So 6.18 a.m. So if you can't make it to the live chat, that's completely understandable because it's East Coast also. So most normal people aren't up this early. But um, in the discussion time, you just post on, on either Facebook, Rumble, or YouTube. The show is actually live streamed on all three. I am working on expanding the show to uh, Audible not Audible, uh, Spotify and Apple iTunes. Uh, it won't be live on those. You can actually watch them after the fact. You can message me directly if there's conversations or think topics you want to discuss in the discussion time, uh, but you just can't make the live stream. Like I said, most normal people aren't up this early. And you can message me directly on Facebook. Um, and yeah, that'll be a good way to do it. So I pulled up the uh, the discussion time here. It looks like we have a couple people here. I, I don't know how to pronounce one person from a different country, but um, hi. Thank you for coming. They said hi. Uh, Ellen Hammond says, online books are nice because you always have it. That's actually a good point, like the accessibility thing, especially if you're dealing with with an emotion. Because um, you don't really know when the emotions are going to like get set off, right? So it's it's like you don't, you don't want to be physically limited 
to have access to those things that are helping you deal with them. So like, yeah, having a having an app on your phone like Kindle with a copy of your favorite book who's help, who helps you or what that helps you deal with those emotions is extremely valuable. Uh, maybe having a little hand journal or having an app on your phone. I, I don't know. I, I've tried journaling on my phone before. It, ha- it hasn't been super effective for me. It, it's not as effective as writing. I think writing forces you to pace yourself a little better. Um, but again, it's different for everybody. Some people may be able to write on their phones and, and get that benefit. You could also get one of those private video apps um, on your phone and you could record, you could do a video journal of yourself, you know, just get one of those encrypted uh, recording apps and then you could record yourself kind of venting and then you could go back and rewatch it, you know, later um, just to get the stuff out there. Obviously, you'd have to find a private place to do that. Uh, but that that seems like a pretty decent idea. But like you said, yeah, having having something on you is is a good idea. That way, you don't have to bottle up those emotions until you get home at the end of the day, and and by then those emotions may have passed, and you may have lost the opportunity to kind of express them in writing, so that you can revisit them. And so that 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 I think is actually a really good point. I have literally gotten so angry at work sometimes because of, you know, a customer experience or maybe I'm just dealing with something where I'll, I'll pull up a a yellow notepad, one of those really cheap yellow notepads, and I'll just pull out a pen and I will just start scribbling down really, really anger, you know, like the most inappropriate things you could think that are running through my mind at that moment. And then when I'm done, I'll just take it and crumple it up, throw it in the trash. You know what I mean? It's just there. I, I, I got it out there. I didn't yell at anybody. <laughs> I didn't yell at the customer. I didn't yell at a coworker. But I, I've said, I, I definitely know what's ran through my head has been some of the meanest, most vicious stuff that a human being can say. But but I'm not putting it out there. You know what I mean? I'm I'm, I'm writing it out so that I can just kind of just get it out of my head. That way it's not it's not in there churning, you know, it's not in there making things worse for me. So follow up, uh, Ellen Hammond said is um I found some small journals and I keep them with me to write. See, that's interesting because like having a little handheld journal, uh, where you'll have the where you'll have the um you'll have it like in your like in your case you might have it in your purse or in your pocket or whatever. But it's just like somebody be somebody will say something that'll kind of trigger like you'll be super mad or angry about what they said, and then like you're just like okay, you know, because I I'm I've become a huge advocate for not lying, right? Like I like I I use these catchphrases now. I don't even want to call them catchphrases, but I have like these canned responses for when I know I'm I'm emotionally freaking out or getting angry, and it'll be something like. Like somebody will say something that will make me super mad and I'll know responding in anger is not the best idea. So I'll sit there and I'll go, okay, I understand. Like, I understand. Yeah, I understand. Um, Or maybe I just don't know what to say yet to that. I might not even be angry. They may say something that I'm just, I don't, I don't know what the appropriate response is to it. So it'll be like, I understand. That makes sense. You know, just have these responses. Because the important thing is you can't lie. You know, that's, 
that's the hardest hurdle to overcome is just the just agreeing with people all the time because you you may not agree like you know and 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 just saying oh yeah I, yes you're right you're 100 percent correct it's dishonest to say that if you don't mean it because you don't want to get in the habit of lying to people and, and I, I differ back to Jordan Peterson on that. He's the one who raised my awareness to this is when you don't tell the truth, it's the same as not existing. So it's like when you lie, it's, it's a rejection of your existence almost because you're not allowing the other person or the other people you're talking to, to experience you properly. And then they establish that relationship based on that experience so you gotta be very careful not to create these relationships that are all built on a false idea of who you are as a person and and the problem is that comes with a balance of tact right you this was really hard early on because i was so dishonest i didn't realize it early on where i would just i was so concerned with what the other person thought all the time that i would just agree with them either passively or actively but if I don't, if I didn't, when I first started being honest, this is especially true in my close relationships, like with my wife and close friends, I would just blurt it out and it came out super inappropriate. It was not good, but it's a skill you get better at, you know, as you kind of practice it, because it, if you piss people, um, make people mad, you can learn from that. You can say, well, maybe there was, maybe there was a more tactful way. Because this should come with tact. Maybe there was a more tactful way for me to be honest. You know, so that I could, I can still be honest. But not in a way that's super aggressive or mean. Or maybe I just shouldn't have said that. You know, not saying something is not the same as not as lying. You know, you don't have to say everything that goes through your head. In fact, I hope you don't. Uh Sometimes the most appropriate response is to just say nothing or change the subject or say things that kind of move the conversation forward without agreeing or disagreeing. And this is also a skill. This is part of that training. And the honestly, the only way I've been able to cultivate that skill, and, and I'm not perfect at it, is through the process of experience and trial and error. Like, it's just by saying Taking risks, taking risks of being honest and seeing how people respond to them and going like later on sitting down and maybe when I'm journaling, getting getting back and going, maybe that wasn't the best way. And you can come back and apologize. I mean, that's always a thing you can do. Uh, you can always come back and say, you know what? I was out of line. What I said was really not appropriate. It's none of my business anyway. You know what you do or what you don't do. I really just shouldn't have said anything that wasn't appropriate for me to say. You don't want to apologize for being honest, but you can apologize for for lack of tact. I don't know if that makes sense. I hope it makes sense. It looks like Bradley, uh, man, I don't I don't know if I can pronounce this. Pro Prosunier, Pro Prosunier is joining us this morning. He says good morning, good morning, Bradley. And uh, like I said, we're talking about kind of reconciling, dealing, learning to deal with our emotions so that they do not basically deal with us they don't <laughs> they don't overtake us because you will lose yourself every time so it looks like we are all cleared up let me check here 
Yeah, it looks like uh, we are all cleared up on all of our comments for today. So, at the end of every episode, I do move into a devotional time. I know not everybody's super comfortable with that, so that's why I kind of move it to the end of the episode. So if you've joined me, thank you very much for joining. If you have not subscribed yet, consider subscribing. Go to Facebook.com uh, and check out our Wisdom Worth Knowing page. There's a subscribe button there. It's only $1 a month. Helps support the show with advertising and promotion. And I'm hoping to crowdfund the show completely. Right now, I just pay for it out of my pocket. It's not a super big deal. Like I said, it does help me too. Um, you get a super cool subscriber badge and all the comments you leave, not only in the live chat, but also in all the comments on the uh, on the posts. And I do about five posts a day on Facebook. We have expanded to, to, to both Rumble and YouTube, so consider subscribing there if those are channels you jump onto. And we are going to be expanding to, hopefully this week, Spotify. Not Spotify, I keep saying, well, no, yeah. Maybe Spotify um, and Audible. No, that's the one I keep messing up. Spotify and iTunes. <laughs> it just kind of depends on the technical difficulties I run into. So that way people can just kind of listen to it on their on their way to work or whatever. Or just listen to the background if that interests them. So consider subscribing. Go to subscribe.wisdomworthknowing.org. You can also just go straight to wisdomworthknowing.org. It'll take you to the Facebook page. $1 a month. That is four quarters. Less than a cup of coffee. Um, and hoping for me. It was very challenging for me. And I, I liked it a lot. So I appreciate everybody coming out. I think we've reached the end of the show for today. Again, don't forget to subscribe. Subscribe.wisdomworthknowing.org on Facebook. Um, you can also support the page directly. If you don't want to do a subscription, you can go to support.wisdomworthknowing.org. And um, subscribe on YouTube, Rumble, uh, Facebook. Uh, those are all free, of course. You can just follow the page on free. The podcast is completely free. You don't have to subscribe to listen to it. And uh, until next time, remember, you got to train your mind to be stronger than your emotions or else you will lose yourself every time. So let's try to be the best version of ourselves we can for today. Happy Valentine's Day. Hug a, lo a loved one if you have one close. If you don't, reach out to a friend. It's a very lonely time of the year for a lot of people. So just reach out, say hi, tell them hi, you know, remind them that they matter. It's very valuable for a lot of people right now. And um, I will see you all tomorrow. <laughs>